Madeline, I heard we're taking a trip today. <gasps> Where are we taking a trip to, Dan? We are going to an island. An island? Yes. Treasure S- island? Oh, we should go gambling sometime. But more specifically, you, for once, gave me the title of the episode before we recorded, and you've never done that before. That's true. So we are taking a trip to Grey Cloud Island. Oh my And gosh. I have no, that's all the context I have. Yeah, I don't I know. have any and more I'm context. Excited. I cannot wait, because you're doing the intro for this topic today, and I freaked out when I found this poll quote. Oh, shit. I and you trust s- me with that? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. But before we get to any of that, we need to start with Horror Headlines. We do. Because we are the Grim Cities. We are your favorite horror podcast. Where are we based out of? The Twin Cities, obviously. What do we talk about? Spooky, creepy, paranormal, out of this world things in the Twin Cities and beyond. And what do we want? More horror? Yeah. Yeah? Horror headlines. Oh, horror headlines. When do we want them? Now. Yes. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? I'll go first. Oh my God, this is a first. Okay, go. Okay. My dad yes. got me a book for Christmas. Oh, Bob Bob. Bob Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Bob Bob. Love you, Bob Bob. (laughs) (laughs) He said that he bought it solely for the cover. Shut up. I buy books like that all the time. Yeah. And this book is called Sleufa. And here, I'll show you the cover. Like loofah, but sleuth? S-L-E-U. Foot. Oh, sleuth foot. Oh. A tale of bewitchery. Bewitchery. Ooh. So it's like a woman standing in front of a No, she's on a broomstick. She's a a witch. She's a witch. And half of her is goat. Oh, my God. She's a, what do they call that? Fauna? No. I think it's supposed to be more like demonic than fawn. But it is fawn. Fawn is right. Yeah. yeah. Like Mr. Tonus. Oh, so you just got this for Christmas? Yeah, I haven't started it yet. Oh, my God. But it's by an author named Brom. Okay. Who's known for his stories and illustrations that are very gothic. Ooh. One of your favorite aesthetics. Oh, absolute favorite aesthetic. Yeah. So it's about this woman who lives in the forest in Connecticut in 1666. Mm -hmm. And she and this spirit named Slewfoot are supposed to team together to address the war between Puritans and pagans in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was explaining this to dad and he's like, oh, so you know Slewfoot as a cryptid? And I said, no, I just read the back of the book. (laughs) I read the back of the book that you gave me to read. (laughs) Yeah, which I'm not complaining because some of the illustrations I started kind of flipping through it. They're actually very creepy. I'll have to show it to you sometime. Okay. And Is it a graphic novel or there's just a novel with pictures in it? It's a novel with random illustrations. Oh, I love that. Okay. I'll keep you posted on what that's about. Please do. Please start it soon. Is it long? Not really. I don't think so. It says 400 pages. Oh, that's not bad. No, so it's not long, but it's kind of like a big book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this size. Okay. And then also some of the pages are pictures. Yeah. 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 Get on it. I want to know. Fine. That's awesome. I'm excited. Thank you, Bob Bob. That's not his real name, by the way. If you guys listened to our previous episode, that's how he emailed in. <laughs> <laughs> that's his email alias. Yeah, his email alias. I love it. But no, I sympathize with him. I also would have bought that book just based on that cover. So I know. I it's can, super cool. I can very much identify I, yeah. with that. 10 out of 10. I love that. Yeah. I should have gone first because my horror headline is not as interesting as yours. Oh, I doubt that. It's not great. So I'll just dive right into it. So there is this movie. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've definitely talked to you, Madeline, about it. And another movie that me and Max have on our list. Shout out Max again. Max. And it is that horror movie called Thanksgiving (laughs) that came out two months ago. Yes. The month of Thanksgiving. Not to be confused with Thanksgiving, which is one of my favorite 
favorite campy horror movies. Oh, you this, know what? I did get it confused with that. Yeah, no, no. This is the one that came out this year. Do you not remember? And it was like a legit movie in theaters. And it was about this serial killer that kind of eats people is what they make it seem. I haven't seen it yet. <sighs> But anyway, so that's the movie, right? Well, my horror headline is that's been on our list and it is officially available online for renting. So I'm going to watch it soon. Yes. I'm so excited. I am always so excited when something becomes streamable. But a second little tidbit on this horror headline Mm -hmm. that is a horror in and of itself. (laughs) Madeline, this movie should not cost this much to rent. How much do you think they're trying to charge to rent this goddamn movie? Oh my God, is it $20.99? Not quite. Oh, because sometimes like the newer movies are just always yeah, well, it's nineteen ninety nine, and okay. I just think that's expensive to rent a movie. That is expensive. I mean, I've seen people pay twenty to thirty dollars to watch Disney Plus movies when they first come out, but that's Disney major films. I get kind of annoyed when you have to pay for a service, and then in addition to that, you have to rent something. But yeah, so I just think twenty dollars is asking a lot for Thanksgiving. But I'm very excited, and I probably will pay it because I'm impatient and I can't wait for it to be free. You could host <laughs> a Friendsgiving. Yes. To watch Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then charge. Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Please hilarious. help me pay for this movie. <laughs> So yeah, just a little bit of a horror headline. I was excited about that and I was scared at the price. Sticker shock, if you will. Sticker shock. Yeah. Hopefully will not lead to buyer's remorse. I doubt it. I mean, you know I love a horror movie regardless. Plus like it's just a good time with your friends. Right, exactly. And that is priceless. So are you ready to take a little trip? I'm ready. Are we going to the island? To the island, to this little town. This little town full of little people. Isn't that? Yeah, waking up to stay. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'm glad you went with that one because that was the version I love. (laughs) I'm so glad you went with that. All right, let's take this trip. Take us on this adventure, Madeline. Actually, I want you to. Oh, yeah, you said I have to do the intro. Yeah, you're doing the intro. Do you have your pull quotes? I'm going to pull it up right now because no, I do not. Oh, this is quite the intro. All right. Should I go for it? Yes, do it. It starts with the title, Ghost Town. Town site promotion was a favorite form of real estate speculation in the years from 1854 to 1857, when times were good and Minnesota territory was fast filling up with settlers. Some of these ventures succeeded, others with cred and jointed the long list of ghost towns in Minnesota history. Some were never more than a name, an idea, and some hopeful publicity. Such was the town of Grey Cloud, laid out in 1856 on Grey Cloud Island in the Mississippi, a few miles above Hastings. According to an account in the Daily Minnesotan of July 2nd, 1856, the idea originated with a Mr. Gallagher, an American businessman from Mexico City. Driven out by the corruption and political instability of Mexico, he came up the Mississippi looking for the next best and fairest portion of God's footstool. He found it in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. In association with Truman W. Smith, a St. Paul banker, he bought Grey Cloud Island and laid out a town with spacious lots and streets and avenues wide and straight. A bridge was to be built connecting the island with the eastern shot, and it was hoped that the place would attract suburban residents and summer resorts. Little more than a year later, however, in the panic of 1857's Smith Bank failure, and Grey Cloud Island has remained untrodden almost, and almost to the world unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I've never heard of it before. Now you do. Wow, okay. So that, my friend, was an excerpt from the Sleepy Eye Herald Dispatch, Brown County's only twice-a-week newspaper. Wow. It boasted, at least on January 24th, 1958, which was the publication of the thing that you just read. Great writing. 
writing great style. writing 1950s love that that section was called the minnesota story and it was prepared by the minnesota historical society and it was one of those pieces where papers could choose to include it or not okay. kind of like associated press yes in some yeah. ways so that date was also published in the pelican rapids press and probably a few others but you can find all of this information on the minnesota historical society website they have a archive of not all periodics but many periodics perfect over the years so that is the real deal that is so cool so today as the excerpt said it didn't become the township that they were hoping for right but it's still covered with private property and has many residents really some alive Ooh, some so it's not a tr- not yes it is and is not a true ghost town it is and it is not <laughs> okay how many residents are alive so as of 2010 the census population was 307 wow okay 117 households 117 76 families okay living in 3.861 square miles oh so bigger than the town we talked about a couple weeks ago glenbula yeah the township is in cottage grove it's about 21 minutes from the capital oh 14 miles it's not far nope the island is defined by the mississippi river on the west side and then the east side is the gray cloud channel also referred to as the gray cloud slough oh gray cloud slough what does that even mean like a slough I don't know what a slough is. It's like a channel. <laughs> oh, she says as she Googles it. <laughs> a swamp. Ah, a swamp. Okay, cool. No wonder people didn't want to live there. I don't want to live in a swamp. So let me tell you the history, huh? Please do. There's no way you can talk about the history of Gray Cloud Island without discussing the history between American Indians and early Minnesota colonizers. Yes, which we have talked about in several episodes because it is yes. a common theme. And that is why we now acknowledge that we record on native land. Yeah. And we report on native land. We do. So Great Cloud Island has the largest concentration of mounds in the county. I almost said country, but in the Washington County. Okay. Between 10 before Common Era and 600 Common Era, the island was home to woodland mound builders. Wow. Yeah. And then they found in 10,000 Common Era, late Mississippian culture lived there. Oh, Okay. Eventually, in the 1930s specifically, and probably years beforehand, it was inhabited by 40 families of the Mittawakanton Band. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is it still on a reservation? No. No. Okay. We'll get to that. Their leader was a man named Medicine Bottle. Okay. So after the treaties of 1837 were signed, American Indians had to cede their land east of the Mississippi. And since Great Cloud Island, as I said, Mississippi defines the west side. So Great Cloud Island was included in that. Medicine Battle moved his band to Pine Bend in Dakota County at that point. They are the only known Dakota band that actually lived in Washington County on that island. Wow. Yeah. On that island specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, what happens after the Midwalkington band move out? The whites move in. The whites move in. You nailed it. Well, history has told us. Yeah. And that included a man named Hazen Morris. Okay. He was a fur trader from New York. Yeah. And he moved there with his wife, Mapia Hota Wynn. Oh, okay. Or Grey Cloud Woman. No way. Wait, that is her English name. Oh, so is that what the town is named mm-hmm. after? Yeah. That's so cool. Right? So Mapiahota Win wasn't the first Mapiahota Win. And oh. I apologize if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. I tried my best. It is not audibly online anywhere. Okay. And I tried to read the actual pronunciation that I found. So I'm doing my best. I'm sorry. She was named after her mom. Okay. So her maternal grandfather was Wapasha or Wabasha. 
who was chief of the Midwakanton Band of Dakota in the mid-1700s. Yes. Yes. So the first Mapiahotawin married a Scottish fur trader named James Aird. Okay. And then along came Mapiahotawin II in the 1750s. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do tell more. I will. Mapia Hotawin married a man named Thomas Anderson. Okay. Who she eventually separated from oh. because he decided to head to Canada after the War of 1812. Oh, for what? So the War of 1812 was between America and American sympathizers yep. and Great Britain and Great Britain sympathizers. Absolutely. And so when America, I guess in this case, defeated Great Britain sympathizers, many of them decided to return to Canada, which oh, okay. was still under British. Rule. Yes, correct. Yes. So Mapia Hotawin was like, no, I want to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. She loves it here. She says, you go on your merry way. And eventually her and Anderson's kids move to Canada to be with him. And she moves in with her parents. Okay. Jane Anderson is her daughter. Okay. She eventually returned. And that's just a side note for now. So this woman ahead of her time said, no, I'm not following my husband up there. I want to stay here. Good for her. Yeah. She stays with her family. Hell yeah. Yeah. Her Dakota family. As she should. I know. So 1812. Well, that's before the treaty, right? Yes. So she's not living on Great Cloud Island yet. Okay. Eventually, she marries a man named Hazen Moores. Okay. In 1838, they eventually moved into the bark houses on the island left by the band of Midewakanton, along with Jane Anderson, her daughter from her first marriage. Yep. And Jane's husband, Andrew Robertson. Okay. They brought everybody, really. Well, I was going to say, so do they have the whole island to themselves? I mean, maybe very briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mapia Hotawin Sr. joins them as well. Yep. And Andrew Robertson, her Mm son-in-law, names the island after her. Oh, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? That is so beautiful. They're soon joined by a man named Joseph Renshaw Brown. Okay. Who is another trader. Okay. And he moves to the southern part of the island known as Chanwakan, which means medicine wood in Dakota. Okay. The area continues to get developed. Settlers grow wheat, veggies, they raise livestock. These two families pretty much established this island yeah. as a place to live. And eventually the island is named for Mapia Hota Wind's English name, Grey Cloud Island. I love that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Mapia Hotawin better, but no, <laughs> of name, course. but you know, well, it sounds a lot more beautiful. I know. <laughs> so they live there and they start cultivating the land. They have farms. 1856. That's when the same Joseph Brown who moved into the Southern part of the Island, a banker named Truman Smith and a lumber man known as William Gallagher. Oh my from God. From the excerpt. Absolutely. Tried to establish Grey Cloud island as its own cloud island city okay they tried to sell about 400 plots of land advertising that the island had a large store a brickyard a blacksmith shop you know things to do yep but that following year in 1857 the closing of the ohio life and trust company caused the panic of 1857 yes. which was a financial crisis yep. that traveled through america yeah people were selling their stocks selling their bonds selling their investments and it pretty much just plummeted their idea oh so less than a year after they tried to get this going yeah Oh, that's a shame. That's a bummer. But there's still a monument that sparks memory of the time that Great Cloud Island was growing. Okay. On the industry. And it is the Great Cloud Lime Kiln. Ooh. Yeah. Is it a functioning kiln? 
So it's not used anymore. Okay. But I mean, you probably could use yeah, it. That'd you just be like cool. restore it a little bit. Yeah. It was built in 1846. Okay. Which makes sense. Kind yep. of right when things were starting to boom. Yep, absolutely. It's on the east side of the island, so it faces the Great Cloud Channel. Okay. It's used to make mortar, plaster, and fertilizer, which makes sense because they started to fertilize and create their farms. Absolutely. And it is a part of the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, that's so cool. It is super cool. Oh. How cool would it be to see it? Yeah. But guess what? Oh, no. It's I on private land. Oh, dang it. So you could see it from a boat or a canoe or maybe just from the other side of the channel. Yeah. Cottage Grove if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's private property because there are still, like you said, uh, 170 households? Uh, 307 people and then, yeah, around 117 households. There's also another way you can recall history. How? It's the Grey Cloud Cemetery. Oh. Now we're getting to the spooky ookies. Kind of. <laughs> the first burials from 1873 were from early French Canadian families who first settled on the island. Yes. Borsier, Brunel, Leboeuf, Leith, Mavis, McCoy, and Turpin. Okay. The John Stringer family donated the first land for the cemetery in 1894. Okay. And that is a quote from the Washington County Historical Society. Amazing. 2001. But you know what? What? The cemetery is also private. Ah, you're getting all my hopes up. I know. I'm sorry. Why are you dangling these things in front of me and then I can't even go visit? Because it's just so much fun. I guess I could also just make friends with the community and ask if they will invite me into that area. Yeah. All right. I'll work on it. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? What could you lose? Nothing. Dan? Yes? Would you catch us up to what the island is like now? Ooh, I would love to. So this is also from the Washington County Historical Society. Mm -hmm. And this quote says, In the 1960s, Newport and St. Paul Park became cities, and the remainder of Newport Township was renamed Gray Cloud Township. It is still rural. The township has no schools, churches, bars, library, police station, firehouse. Dang, what does it have? (laughs) But the quote continues, does have a quarry and about 125 homes. The southern part of Great Cloud Island was annexed to Cottage Grove in the early 1980s. I don't know if I want to go here anymore, Madeline. It sounds pretty dull. (laughs) Oh, damn. Okay. Is that too harsh? (laughs) Indiana, now Great Cloud Island. well, there's no bars. What am I going to do? You just go drink it in Cottage Grove and then head over. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, and get ticketed for trespassing. <laughs> breaking and entering and consuming in public. That's not going to look good on my record. No, it is not. <laughs> and it might not have a bar, Dan, but you know what it does allegedly have? What? Paranormal activity. Yes. Let me tell you. Lay it on me, baby. Lay it on me. Oh. Okay. So often catching the eye of visitors, a Green Lantern is seen carried by the apparition of a Native American Indian man patrolling the area. I'm sorry, what? There's a green lantern that doesn't exist but is just floating around? Yeah, so there are variations of seeing an American Indian chief or just a green orb of light that seems to exist around. That's wild. But can we take a moment? We sure can. Because what did we say when I was describing what a slough was after we looked it up? Oh, that you said it was a swamp. Yeah, so it is possible if it is that swampy, there's probably a similar effect to what happened in the fence yes. with the lantern men. Yes. Spontaneous combustion you're totally right so that could be what that is you're totally right absolutely i guess depending on where you see it yeah so it could be like that in the lantern man 
But you said that it is not just a lone light. It is often seen held by a Native American woman. Yeah. Man, woman. I believe Indian chief. Okay. American Indian chief. So that in and of itself is telling me I mean, there's maybe, something going on here. Maybe people followed suit to what you want to do and they got drunk in Cottage Grove and then went over. I wish they would. I wish they would. <laughs> if you hear any screams. Run. Yeah, first time. <laughs> it might be the woman often heard from Great Cloud Island Cemetery. Oh. Do we know who this woman is? Nope. No. And we don't know why she would be screaming. Screams like a banshee. Oh, girl. Keep it down. We're trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but some phantoms essentially are known to protect the island and those that live on it from local trespassers. I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, very protective of their home. They care about the space, honoring the land. I'm Absolutely. Assuming. Yes. yes. Uh, there's a phantom pickup truck that often chases trespassers off of the island. (laughs) Okay, that's amazing. (laughs) Hoping to maintain peace. Oh, that's amazing. That could also just be residents. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I would absolutely just buy a pickup truck and then perpetuate that. (laughs) Yes, I would do that for sure. And I think I read somewhere that it's a white pickup truck. Oh, okay, which is even more ghostly. More ghostly. What a great excuse if the police come and they're like, we got a report that you tried to assault somebody with a truck and they're like, no, 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 that was the ghost. No, that was the ghost. (laughs) Sorry, that was the ghost. I think you're mistaken. (laughs) It couldn't have been me. (laughs) One time, a woman reported seeing an apparition of a translucent man in a red shirt and orange hat, smoking and carrying a rifle. Oh, we don't like that. Just staring at her. Can you imagine seeing anything that resembles a human holding a gun just staring at you? That sounds awful. I think that seeing something translucent, even just within the vicinity, but once it acknowledges that it knows you're there too, that freaks me out even more. And it's holding a Uh, gun. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a ghost gun. Still. I know. No, I know. I'm totally kidding. No, it's still terrifying. Yeah, just staring at her without a word. I don't like that. So obviously she books it back to her car. Yeah. And saw him in her back seat. Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. No. He's quick. Quick Mm -hmm. ghost. Yeah, quick ghost. Oh, I don't like that. And like many people who decide to book it, like this woman. Yeah. um, While exploring, someone said that they heard a child whisper, don't come back as they were leaving. Well, those people better heed that word because they mean business. I know. So. So I'm just saying. I sure wouldn't fuck with them. I wouldn't either. Heck no. No. Would you like to share some of the other experiences? I would love to. You gave me this link. Should I yeah. open it? Yeah. So this is the MinnesotaHauntedHouses.com. And there's a section on Grey Cloud Island. And if you scroll down, there are recently shared experiences and comments. So take it with a grain of salt. These could be true. These might not be true. Yeah, but some of them are very recent. I mean, the latest I'm seeing is August 15th, 2023. So yeah. not that long ago at no, all. Not long ago. Well, let's just start with that one. Yeah, pick one. The title is Thick Fog and Smoke and little girl. I don't like this already. You already don't like it. I really don't. When we went, the first thing we saw as soon as we turned onto Grey Cloud Island Road was thick smoke and we kept driving and it looked like the end of the bridge was blocked off by logs. Oh, interesting. We saw a white pickup truck. The pickup truck. Uh, You weren't kidding. We saw the white pickup truck turn with a blinker and go through the logs without even knocking them over, which made no sense. Yeah, of course that does make sense. That's how physics works. We made a U-turn as quick as possible after that and kept driving straight and we saw a field filled with smoke and fog. And we drove slow and in the fog we saw tiny green flashing lights. Mm-hmm. When we were far away from Grey Cloud Island, we saw what appeared to be a little girl. It was a white figure and it was terrifying. Be careful. These spirits can and will 
follow you. Uh, no. No, 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 no. That's why you cleanse after. Okay, but this experience verified what you were talking about before. It had all of the pieces that we talked about. It had the green lights, it had the white pickup truck, and it had spirits chasing people out. A little girl saying, hey, don't come back. No. So I'm going to read the next one. No, I wish you it's would. It's a thing called Odd Little Place. Three out of three people found this review helpful. A few weeks ago, my daughter and I were test driving a car from East Side Auto. I turned onto Gray Cloud Island Drive South and continued our test drive. I mentioned to my daughter, what an odd place. It feels heavy here and weird. She agreed. Further down the road, we pulled into a driveway to turn around, then went back to the auto shop. I got online today to check out Gray Cloud Island to see if it was actually an island and found out about all the mystery. That's fascinating. Yeah. I lived in the Twin Cities my whole life and never heard of Gray Cloud Island and its hauntings. Very cool. Gray Cloud. Very cool. That's awesome. I'm in the same boat. I lived in the I, Twin Cities my whole life, too, and same. I had no idea. I had no idea either. I'm going to read this other one. Yes. It's just titled Creepy. <laughs> So it says, we went during the day due to the webcams posted on the island now. Oh, they have cameras, probably to deter people from constantly coming. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. The cemetery is very quiet and there is an overwhelming sense of sadness I attribute to all the lost children buried here. Oh, that's really sad. Unfortunately, equipment failure ruined our EVP session, so we have to go back. At two different times, my sister and I saw figures walk across the graveyard in the southeast corner. They walked about six steps and disappeared. We saw them at different times and had different personal experiences, which we did not share until later. I'd love to go at night, but there were so many animals which ran in front of my car, I would be very worried I'd hit something. I almost hit a coyote as soon as I drove onto the island. Cool place overall. Wow. Okay, so they both had different experiences, but what really stuck out to me is they were trying to collect EVP sessions and their equipment failed. So it makes me think, was that just poor equipment or did the ghosts themselves fuck with the equipment because they didn't want them there? I mean, it's very possible. It could be either or. They say that the paranormal often drain energy from your equipment, so. Absolutely. Okay, Okay. Madeline. Oh, what? I love this. Can I read this? Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. This one is so great. So (laughs) it just says the title. There ain't nothing spooky there. (laughs) And it says, I was just out catfishing out in the woods. Left when it got really dark. Nothing happened to me. I've been told stories about how my mom used to hide out there and have her sisters drive people down there and she'd scare them. But all that's down there is high teenagers. And honestly, that might be the best quote. Oh, cat. <laughs> Amazing. All that's down there is high teenagers. Well, I might have one that is in the running for that. Oh. Because this isn't actually on that website. This is off of Reddit. Okay. Somebody posted in r slash Twin Cities, Grey Cloud Island. I've heard that Grey Cloud Island is the most haunted place in Minnesota. Has anyone visited? Anyone have any stories from visiting this place? This is by Anti1447 about a year ago. Okay. Was the poster. So a user named Holy Pants 77. Holy Pants. I know. I know. I know. Responded about a year ago as well and said, in the 1960s, my grandparents were the caretakers for a campground on Grey Cloud Island. My dad was a teenager at the time and his job was to scare up trespassers at night who parked on the campground to make out. He would sneak around with a green flashlight, wait for the most opportune time, creep up into car windows, flash the light up on his own face and scream like a banshee. That is hilarious. LOL. A hundred percent true story. To this day, I occasionally hear green witch tales from Grey Cloud Island. It was Bob. 
That's so amazing. <laughs> but was, you know what's it funny? Was <laughs> it was Bob Bob. But you know what's funny about that what? is he obviously had heard these rumors and tried to like trick people into believing them. But that means that those rumors were around before any of that. Yes. So it makes you wonder why these tales are even around in the first place. Like something had to have caused people to believe this. Yes. Yes. So yeah. very interesting. That's hilarious. That sounds like something I would do. Just chase teenagers around to try to get them out of our area like bye we don't want you here Stop I know. Oh, you're here. Hilarious. <laughs> it was bob guys so this is also one from a user named mooring cat about a year ago yeah i've driven around it i've seen some interesting things but none of it's supernatural one time i drove around and i saw wind turbine blades loaded into a spur truck i suppose that is weird it is super weird they also saw some uh, i don't think there's a lot of wind animals. turbines in that area no there aren't <laughs> so anyway well, this is fascinating. How fun is this? I mean, I guess now after hearing all these other stories, like I don't want to be those intrusive people, but I also want to see if we can get close enough to like see what's going on there because something's going down. Something. It's either real people just playing pranks on trespassers or something spooky. But either way, I want to know. I love it. One person says, I don't know how haunted the island is, but it's definitely eerie. So even if you do go, I guess you're in for an experience. Yeah. Amazing. So cool. We'll have to see if we can brave it or if we even should, but... I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's not even a matter of braving it. I just want to specify that we do not endorse anybody trespassing to get any kind of experience. Right, exactly. So let the people live there. Any paranormal experience you want to have, we encourage you to do through the proper legal channels. Yeah, we sure do, Dan. So... Speaking of channels and like channels of communication. Oh my God. Excellent transition. Thank you. I would love for people to reach out to us if they want to hear more or if they have any experiences of their own. And those channels of communication that they can reach out to us on are at the Grim Cities on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Or they could email us at the Grim Cities Podcast at gmail.com. Write us in, y'all. Please. Wild. Yeah. So much history in this one. Yeah, I like the history. I mean, we are technically a history podcast, so. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go do some more research on this, so I'm going to go do that right now. All right, amazing. And I'm just going to, I guess, hang out while you do that. (laughs) I'm just going to ignore you. All right, bye. Bye. Oh, God, what is wrong with me? Okay. (laughs) (laughs)